take two. You're listening to What It's Like Down Here, a fortnightly discussion of pop culture from the bottom of the heap. I'm your host, Chris Are we, are we at the bottom of the heap, or do we take stories from the bottom of the take, heap? Taking stories from the top of the heap, looking at the top from the bottom. Okay. Looking at the top from well, the bottom. better? do we have scavenged the stories for us? We do. Who's on top? No, no, we're at the, we're at the bottom of the heap. Maybe work out a better 20, tag. 20 seconds in and we already derailed. Take three. Hi. Nope. Are we on four? Yeah, this Take is four. You're listening to what it's like down here. I guess we should talk a little bit about what this podcast is. Every two weeks, <laughs> uh, we're going to gather in a living room. Probably. Yeah. Take five. Adam, count me. You're listening to what it's like down here. Discussion of pop culture and whatever the hell's hell. Nope. <clears throat> take six. I like and junk. And junk? Yeah, I like that. Okay, take seven. You're listening to What It's Like Down Here. And today I am joined with my two co hosts, joined by my. <laughs> okay. Whew. All right. Take eight. We'll just get this in post. It's the week of January 28th, 2013, and you're listening to What It's Like Down Here. I'm Chris Chappelle, and I'm joined today by Adam Rotler. Glad to be here. Tyler Cheshire. What's up, my... No. Yep. And David Scripsima. Hey, guys. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Delightful. Thank Great. you, Chris. Super S- good. Super good. Great. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds that both of you would be super good? I don't know. It's crazy. Well, yep. I'm, I'm usually pretty super good, so... Does that mean you're less good than usual? No, I'm just... Usual. Okay. Well, that just feels like inflated then. So you're super good is is like my average. Except that I'm always better than you. Well, that was a little rude. Well, I'm sorry that was. I apologize. All right. Y'all ready to talk about some pop culture? Let's do it. All right. Well, let's get into our first segment. What's in them papes? Our every so often look into noteworthy news about unimportant things. Our first story is that J.J. Abrams is now officially directing the next Star Wars film. Could you tell me what at all is unimportant about that? Star Wars? I mean, (laughs) compared to all the other news in the world, it's just not as important. I disagree. It's a pretty big deal. It's a pretty big deal. It's a huge cultural icon, Star Wars. Okay. Okay. It defines who we are. Comment it rescinded. Does. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. Apology accepted. But um, here's my thing <laughs> about J.J. Abrams directing yeah. Star Wars. Can we call him J.J. Abrams? J.J. Abrams. Is, didn't he already really direct a Star Wars in 2009? I mean, the Star Trek film that he made was way more like Star Wars than Star Trek. Which is why it succeeded. <laughs> it's probably why it succeeded, and it's not like oh, hey, you're a Trekkie nerd now. It's like, oh, we all love Star Trek now because of J.J. Abrams. So why does he need to go and take Star Wars away? It does feel like a bit of a conflicting interest to do both Star Trek and Star I feel you got to pick a Star side Wars. at that point. That would, be like, that would be like if somebody was like, like coached both the Lakers and the Clippers, you know what I mean? Right. Right, exactly. At the same time. At yeah, the right. same time. So, yeah. Like when they're playing each other. Simultaneously. Yeah. I gotta say, guys, that's why I love this pick. I love it because of the controversy it creates. Neither the hardcore Trekkies and the hardcore Star Wars people, whatever you call them. I don't... Do they have a word? Warsies. Warsies. The Trekkies and the Warsies, they're both gonna hate. No, see, Star Wars fans are called everyone. Everyone's a Star Wars fan at this okay, point. Okay, so Trekkies and Americans. <laughs> 
and Europeans and everyone else. Yeah, that's why I meant by people, everyone. People yeah. that okay. live. I just wanted to clarify what you meant by that. I love it because it's polarizing in how inclusive it is. It's bringing it's bringing everyone <laughs> nice together. This David. is a really good draft <laughs> summary. Polarizing and how contradicting it is. Okay. I like I like I don't know. I think it's a great choice. First of all, I think he's a really good choice. No, I think it's a good choice, but I think I'm a little offended that he's he's doing both roles. Well, I, I just don't pick. like that he's doing everything that has any nerd nostalgia. He has two more movies between Star Trek Two and the next Star Wars that he's going to do. Two more movies. He's not going to do two more movies. He doesn't have time. He he's committed to them. Well, it doesn't matter. Can be committed to things and not do them. He is <laughs> no. That was part of the thing because they had a, a a release sort of year. That's how my ex girlfriend treated me. She was committed to me, but she never did me. Well, <laughs> wah, wah. fair Hello. enough. <laughs> oh, he's going to do another Mission Impossible. He's going to produce. He's producing it. it. He's going to produce it, and he's developing pilots for a robot buddy cop procedural. Okay, Dude, those, those do, don't count. Yeah, he develops pilots and all the supernaturally time. gifted. That's, he has three shows on three TV right things. now, doesn't he? But that's just. Why are we giving everything to him? Aren't there other directors out there? Yeah, but they don't have the the cred that well, J. Abrams has. What, J. what happened to Brad he Bird? Does, he does a good. He's job. He's doing 1950. No, he they does just a good it job. Tomorrowland. They just named it. Yeah, yeah. Of reconciling spectacle with character. Mm. And there's a lot of directors that fail at that. Literally, I think he's really week, good at spectacle, at least scene by scene, at least with Star Trek. Um, Mission Impossible 3, I thought he struggled with, um, it was still kind of TV-ish, Super like 8? small scale. He was Sup- still, well, he Super was still H, just his... him doing a good job, doing a good, like, making, Spielberg. Yeah, and, just and making a great imitation. movie. Actually, I, I, I think I'll be fine with it if he brings on Spielberg in some form. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see Spielberg as a producer. That no, would be, that would be great, because I think it would temper his lens flariness. Like, everything in, in Star Trek, I liked that movie, but it had just such, like, a, a sheen, like a Michael Bay sheen to it. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mind the sheen, though. Like, it's, it's I don't futuristic need, and clean. No, I like thing. it. I like it for a Star Trek reboot, but this isn't a reboot of Star Wars. It's the next three chapters. But I think it is sort of a reboot at the same time. I no, think it's, be, it's like a continuation. But yeah. I think, I think S- stylistically. And, I think it's going yeah, to be a stylistic true. reboot. Oh, I hope not. If, it, if that happens... I'm going to still see that movie. Yeah, and we, all, we all are. That's that's why this bugs but, me. But like, I wouldn't be concerned about um, like changing the style. It's not like Star Wars were overly stylish, and they're like when you think of Star Wars, you're not thinking, "Oh, that movie looks sweet." Like it was shot really. Like you think of like the Skywalkers, and you think of the story twists, but you don't really necessarily think of like a distinct style. In and even then, shot. Star Wars was never actually written that well. No, no, no. Well, I mean, this, the second one is quite good, but the first one, the ones that George yeah, but, Lucas did, but the dialogue, write. the dialogue is still not that. I mean, just it hits all the beats you wanted to hit, but it's just they're just I not love written you. that well. I know. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Somebody's got to save our skins. But um, but actually, speaking of writing, though, um, I I'm actually I think Michael Arndt, who is the writer, who they picked yes. up for, I think he's a really great choice. Yes. For this, he he also wrote Toy Story three and Little Miss Sunshine, oh. movies that have like an interesting. Well, I didn't think Toy Story three was that good, so you're a dumbass. I didn't actually. I didn't love it either, but I think it it worked really well in in the context of the Toy Story world. Did it? It's just like a rehash. Well, that's what of like the second one. Sequels almost. sort of are. No, because one and two are quite different, I think, but third one very similar. 
don't know. I think I think it was good. I didn't think it was as good necessarily as two. No, well, two's or, amazing. I mean, two's amazing, and one. I thought I put it in the same ballpark though. And Little Miss Sunshine. Well, entertaining. So you're gonna, has, you're gonna you're gonna make the stretch of putting all three Toy Stories in the Toy Story ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. I'm glad one of us is willing to take that chance. Yeah, I'm a risky. I'm a risk taking kind of guy. And Little Miss Sunshine's lost its sheen a bit post, you know, in the few years. Since. No, I don't. I don't disagree with that either. At the same time, it has things about it that I do like, and I think script wise, I mean, that was what that was uh, seven, eight years ago. So I think he's um, probably developed some as a writer. Maybe it took it took at Bruce least, at least like twenty years to write one book. True. At the and same time, it took apes an infinite amount of time to write the entire works of Shakespeare. So that's true. And yeah, but he does have he has the entire Disney mind behind him as well. So is Disney actually just a hive mind? I think Everybody Disney is sort of, of a hive mind. Yeah, kind of <laughs> I think that's a pretty fair. That's why Brad Bird is directing a movie called Tomorrowland yeah. about the development of Tomorrowland. Is that true? Yeah. Well, oh. starring I mean, George they Clooney. Haven't, they haven't given oh. a synopsis, but that's what everybody's thinking. Because it's originally called 1952, and then like just like today, I think, or maybe yesterday. Uh, yesterday, I think I saw they it. They changed the name to Tomorrowland. Which is so. just going to be a, a Walt Disney biopic. But they already have No, no, no it's not. Because 1952 was the year that um, Disney founded his Imagineering department. Right. So I think it's okay. going to be about the Imagineers. But um, there it's are be a, the, a biopic about the hive mind. They're, yeah. doing a, they're doing a Walt Disney biopic. Tom Hanks is playing Walt Disney. Okay. I think that Aww. might come out. This year, that's a shame. Maybe late this year. I want someone. I want um, the guy who plays Pete Campbell on Mad Men to play. Oh, uh, Vincent Carthay, whatever his name is. <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio to play Walt Disney because Pete Campbell just seems like he is Walt Disney. Think, seems like a Weasley get, guy. Do you think we could get Michael Bay Sheen to direct it? I I'm hope assuming so. that's what he changes his name to after he gay marries <laughs> Charlie Sheen. No, he's gay marrying Emilio Estevez. Come on, let's get it right. He can still go by Michael Bay Sheen. That's all I want. All right. They're all Sheens to me. What about, like, Emilio Estevez? Is he a Sheen to you? He's the one I was talking about. Okay. Okay. They're all Sheens to me. What about Emilio Escobar? Is that Pablo's, like, second cousin? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sure there's Emilio. He owns a used car dealership in Orlando. (laughs) I mean, just getting back. J.J. Abrams, I think he's a good choice. But I like J.J. Abrams. I think he's going to do a great job. You have my endorsement, sir, J.J. Abrams. Don't. And really, why worry about Star Wars franchise at this point? George Lucas already did enough damage Yeah, with I was going to say, could it I get know, worse? I know, but now we have, now we have a, like a, a, a starting over, a re... No, no, okay, so... The, the, it's, it's going to rise from the ashes of the prequels. I hope so. <laughs> Wait, is that a bad thing? Yeah, like... No, no, it's just, I don't want... I don't want J-Drums, J-Jabrams. I don't want job to fuck it up too. But really how worse can it get? So much worse. There's going to be there's so. going to be so there's going to be so little individual control over these like there was over the last 3. It's yeah, going to be exactly. written by a group, it's going to be edited by a shitload of people and he's going to have he's going to have tons granted, of oversight. Granted, that like, could lead to some disaster. Too many cooks in the kitchen thing, but I, I just, think I it's think still it's way be better slick, than I think what, it's going to be a slick well written. I mean that's how I'm feeling. Action movie. God willing. And um, also, I'm excited for like the other Star Wars films that are coming out because they're doing like separate universe ones. Yeah. And then and they're by other directors, right? Yeah, by other directors. And like there was that rumor about Zack Snyder possibly doing one based on Seven Samurai. Like that sounds really cool. To me. I just think he would do a kick-ass job. Anyway. So oh, yeah. the stuff. question, the question I have about Star Wars, like all of the uh, all of the story has been written out already in extended universe stuff. Are they gonna like chop that off? 
and start over, or are we just going to get a, like a? They can choose to, retooling? I think, ignore it or like retool it. I, I, I think sort they'll of probably hope, incorporate it to something. I sort of hope they just sort of ignore it. But I hear it's I not it's that new. great, so I don't think they're going to really. It gets weird. Yeah, they're it, not. I don't think they're going to heavily focus on that. Okay. So good. Well, speaking of Florida, let's move on to our next news story. Um, our our boy Rick Ross was almost biggied the other day on his birthday, but luckily. The gunman all missed, and he didn't get hit like a bouse. I have a question. <laughs> yes. Why did he almost get biggie and not almost get Tupac'd? Because Biggie was in a car. Or why didn't he almost get and Garfielded? Because tu- neither Garfield nor Tupac were in cars. I was talking about the cat. I know. Ooh. Rick Ross probably does love himself some lasagna, though. <laughs> Let's right. be honest. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's probably eating eats himself, himself to a death. lot of lasagna. He is eating himself to <laughs> He death. probably doesn't like Mondays. <laughs> Who does? I mean, Garfield right. speaks for the people. He does. He's he, one of he's us. He's the proletariat. cat. <laughs> that's, that's true. I just think, I hope he has a John Arbuckle in his entourage. Don't you mean proletabby cat? <laughs> yes, that's a better pun. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I this happened in, on his birthday. On his birthday. How old is Rick Ross? He's 37. Yeah. He's 37 years old. Still a fairly young man. Dude was yeah. getting out of, his, out of the club at 5 in the morning. Oh, I'm 23, and that sounds terrible. Live hard, play hard, guys. Like 5 p.m., like that's late for me. And he's getting out at 5 a.m.? He's the boss. And we all know no one... He really is the boss. We all know no one lives harder or plays harder than Rick Ross. So somebody, they tried to drive by him? Is that what happened? Yeah, they pulled up next to him. Okay. Rolled down the window. Would you like some gray poupon? And... Yeah, they asked that and then took out their assault rifle and started shooting. The image in my mind is sort of like an Uzi, sort of like submachine gun. Yeah, that's what I would picture. But I don't know. It could have been... I mean, in GTA, uh, an Uzi was the prime drive-by weapon. Right, right. Oh, that makes sense, too. He can hold it in one hand. Lots of rounds. What kind of car was he driving? He was driving a Rolls Royce. Oh, shit. He's a yeah. boss. He crashed the Rolls Royce into a building. With his, his girlfriend was in the passenger seat. Neither we of them were harmed. Can we just wow. talk about his girlfriend's name? Yes, actually, I can't recall it. Chateria Maranye L. That's what I call the bathroom. My sh- the Chateria. <laughs> Chateria, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Fun fact our bathroom also has a clothing line. That's, <laughs> that sounds like a copyright nightmare. Images in brown. Copyright nightmare. No, don't try and portman to it. <laughs> but you Rick know, Ross is fine, he right? Unscathed? Unscathed? That's the word I read, actually. Unscathed. 50 Cent thinks it was a hoax. An inside job. Yeah, that's... You know what? People always describe things as unscathed, but who's ever described something as scathed? Nobody. Yeah. I can't recall it. Nobody. All well, right. with that, I think uh, we're going to wrap it up and go to break. But before we do, uh, reiterate the score before we take a break. It's Adam one, oh. David and Tyler zero. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? What? Adam yeah. won. Adam won this round. Adam won that. What's in them papes? When we go over this, you're gonna feel like a fucking idiot. Yeah, that's you're gonna. That's not gonna be. That's not gonna hold. Is my belief that you will be vindicated? Posterity is not going Thanks, to Adam. vindicate you. Yeah, but kiss uppingness gets you more points. Just go to break. I'm really angry right now. Me too. All right, guys. We'll see you after the jump. We're back, and it's time for Twitch for Tat. 
In Twit for Tat, two competitors dole out their Bon Mott bona fides to take a stab at snark supremacy using three of their best tweets from the past two weeks. Two tweeters enter. Two tweeters leave, but only one wins in Twit for Tat. In this corner, last week's champion, the Don Juan of Long Johns, a.k.a. at tchesh31, a.k.a. Tyler Cheshire. Woo! You're going down. In the opposing corner, from Parts Unknown, the Heartbreak Kid, a.k.a. at Poncho Sombrero, a.k.a. David Scripsima. You my bitch, bitch. All right, gentlemen. You all know how this works. This is some mad... This is some mad... Just... You back have, and forth yeah, right now. Wow. Yeah, three rounds. Going, I hate you, David. Going one on too. one, tweet for tweet. At the end of each round, Adam and I will judge who wins and award you a point. Best two out of three wins. Challenger, you go first. All right. If Dave Grohl, Lady Gaga, and Jay Z put together a supergroup, do you think they would call it Fugazi? Hashtag copyright nightmares. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, I know I'm not a judge, but wow. <laughs> Teach Esh to All you. Right. <clears throat> I, have a, I have a theme on my three tweets. I'm sure you'll pick up on it. This is the first one. And this is also in relation to the Manti Teo news because I thought the internet did not have enough of those jokes. Was that the tweet? No. Because oh. no, it's not a very good one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> that says you, David. Okay. If you can solve... Yeah, wow. Okay, Take if you time. can call someone your girlfriend who you never saw in person and only interacted with online or on the phone, then I still have not had that many girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <clears throat> Those are both pretty strong, I have to say. I'm going to deduct a few points from you on my tally sheet because of all the protestations beforehand. You just, just go into it. Your delivery it was also poor. Yeah. David, your delivery was great. Thanks. Content mm. was subpar. I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, I think I give it to Tyler by nose. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Okay, Tyler by nose. Tyler won at the end of round one. Round two, Tyler. Just jumping go. right in. Yeah. NASA may soon be taking its first picture of a black hole. The mission photos will be labeled Tyler's sex life. No self-deprecation. I see it. All right. David? I'm hoping for a Naros Barkley semi-reunion tour where the actual Charles Barkley attempts to sing CeeLo's original parts. <laughs> I, I, uh, I say... Yeah, I gotta go I, with David, David on this David one. Went, I David. like how you way overpronounce the word Barkley. I was having a hard time. I almost <laughs> lost it. Narl's oh, Barkley. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like, all right, well, it's one and one coming into the rubber match. The rubber round. The round of rubber. The tub of blubber. Take it away. David Scripps. Hero for the day. Catches mom. Mocked all through the 80s, spelling that name with a dollar sign. Sure, took a stro- sure looks like a stroke of genius today. I did not catch that. We, we'll go over it again at the <clears throat> end of Tyler. Tried picking up a woman at a bar, but she weighed over 70 pounds, so I couldn't lift her very high. The screaming didn't help either. <laughs> Uh, I saw where that was going. I still enjoyed the ride. It's like Space Mountain, except with the lights on. What is a 70-pound person doing at a bar? Drinking half a beer, hopefully. Well, are they not allowed? If just because you're, you don't weigh a lot, I mean, you're not either, allowed to... What if this girl was anorexic or she was a dwarf? Anorexics don't drink at bars. Either way, why does it matter? 
Either way, hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my vote is for is for Tyler, but you you have I some d- lingering I questions. I didn't understand. You want to hear it one more time? Yeah, please say it again, David. Hero I- for the day, Kesha's mom, mocked all through the eighties. Spelling that name looked spelling that name with a dollar sign sure looks like a stroke of genius today. We used dollars in the eighties. No, she, Kesha. You know how it's. <laughs> It's a joke about Kesha's mom like naming a child with a dollar sign in her yeah. name. I gotcha. Whatever. Well, oh congratulations, Tyler. Oh. Reigning champ. Two times running. I, should w- get, like, I mean it wasn't a it wasn't a it wasn't an extraordinary victory. Uh Dave, wow. No, he's David great. Some... I think had you gotten the Kesha joke, it could have been a lot closer. I think so too. Although no, although if you hadn't so. if you hadn't had so many disclaimers to start, Tyler. Maybe it would have been a whole different playing field as I discovered a, the theme. Would have had to have a tiebreaker tweet. Tie tweet. Yeah. Give your listeners some credit, Tyler. Allow me to discover the theme on my own. Okay. That's fair. I probably probably shouldn't throw it in your face. You, you're all smart enough to figure it out. Yep. Had there been a tiebreaker, what would yours have been, Tyler? <clears throat> you want to know? I do. Okay. Bonus round. Bonus round. Oh, Blockbuster is closing 300 stores and cutting about 3,000 jobs. In other news, apparently people are still discovering what the internet can do. Hey. <laughs> David weighs in. No, my, mine would have been. This is actually a response to the Gnarls Barkley one. But Oh, okay. You responded and, to your own tweet? Well, yeah. It's just secondary. It's a secondary tweet. But And speaking of Sir Charles, if we had knights in America, do you think we would have made him one, made him one you know, just by default? Holy shit! That was a that you thought that was better than mine. No, I don't think so. No, I just, you. Eh, that's you why did, I didn't tell eh, that one. And I then you thought, that one. no, you thought it was better than what B-b-b-b-bonus I just said. Bonus round. That's fucking insane. Sorry, dude. Well, that that takes care of twit for tat. <laughs> um, moving on to something a little less contentious. Have you ever watched? Have you ever watched a football game where everyone gets injured on the first play and then they just stop <laughs> stop the game? <laughs> No. And then everybody paid for tickets, but they didn't get to see a game. That's and they're all literally never really happened. Disappointed. That is literally never happened. Because that's what I feel like I just experienced. You're just bitter that you didn't get to compete this week. Because <laughs> you How lost. about you decide to win one time? Should have won last time. No, you shouldn't have. Mine were so good last time. But that doesn't matter. Let's continue. You know, there are so many movies, and new ones come out every week. Who has time to keep track? Do you? Of course not. You have a fulfilling life with friends, family, coworkers, lovers maybe. But you know what? We have time, and that's why we have this next segment that we call Now Opening. We look at all the movies coming out over the next two weeks and give you a rundown and rating of what's hot and what is not hot. It's not. What's not? What's, what's not. So, uh, Adam, I'm going to throw it to you. All right. It is February, and as we all know, January, February, March, even April a little bit is pretty much a wasteland. Post-Oscar season, not a whole lot of good stuff comes out. Um, I think T.S. So- Eliot said it best when he said... January through April is the cruelest months for movies. <laughs> anyway, yeah. back to you. Uh, so anyway, most most of <laughs> most of one. what we deal with today is going to be snot. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is a new Roman Coppola movie with the oh so pretentious title "A Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charles Swan the Third. Oh, is That's... it about is it about Proust? Like I was saying earlier. No. Uh, what? Char- <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no, it's not about Proust. Charlie Sheen is yeah. starring in a movie oh, about a rich middle-aged playboy yeah. named Charles with a one-syllable last name starting with S. 
So he's probably going to really who, stretch Who wrote that? One. Who wrote that? Roman, Roman Coppola. Roman Coppola? Yeah, yeah. I actually... I want to see it. I want to see it, too. I completely forgot about it. Yeah. It looks like... like It's a, got a stacked cast. Bill Murray, Aubrey Plaza, Jason Schwartzman. It looks very like Charlie Kaufman-esque. Uh, I feel like you're giving Roman Coppola yeah, a, little a little too much credit. Too much. I like okay. Roman he doesn't, ma- he doesn't writer, make a lot of movies, and that's probably a good thing because... I think he's only directed maybe like one other. The only time he makes good movies is when Wes Anderson actually makes them. Yeah. What was his exactly. what was his good movie? Remind remind me. Well, he wrote he wrote uh he co-wrote uh Moonrise, Moonrise Kingdom. Kingdom and Fantastic oh. Mr. Fox, I think. I think okay. Darjeeling Limited too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darjeeling Limited. Oh, so he's been on board for yeah. some quality movies. Yeah. Some twee movies. That could just be Wes Anderson like hoping for like, a career boost though. I feel like Wes Anderson just like generously applies credit to his name when he's I don't know. Did you see his first movie, CQ? No. It was horseshit. Was it? Oh god, it was so bad. It was like it was like this wannabe twee Fellini bullshit. It was awful. Hmm. It was about this guy making this movie and he wanted it to be like more artistic than it was. And then it gets handed off to Jason Schwartzman. Is the fr- it's just ter- it's terrible. It's horrible. Well, it's you so know, tri- uh, uh, um, Kubrick's first movie was a steaming pile of horseshit, apparently. What was it called? I can't. It was a war movie, but I've heard it's remember. not. No. I've heard it's no, not as that's, bad. The that, really long one, the like four hour long one. No, uh, there was. I just read an article. No, about it, it wasn't the war movie. It's it's like this really like pretentious sort of student film. I can't yeah. remember. I think Charlie Pierce wrote an article about it, and that's why I read it. Probably, that's probably where I read it. That, yeah. I don't know. I read something about it recently. The the mind of Charles Swan, though. Yeah, let's get back. Sorry, I don't. I just to. I have the costumes no, look pretty cool. I give Roman Coppola absolutely no credit as a standalone filmmaker, it looks, and I give Charlie Sheen even less credit at this like, point. To be honest, it looks sort of fun. I'm ready to be impressed, yeah. but I just don't think I'm going to be. Bill Murray is in like a little cowboy outfit. I think there's a man, there's a guy that looks like he has a Jewish cowboy the problem outfit is, type is thing that, going. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, oh, is who's that the Goldberg? other guy? Is that Goldberg? It, it's Bill Murray and I know Jason, Jason Schwartzman and oh, yeah, Charlie Sheen are the yeah, three yeah. guys. And yeah, yeah it, looks, it, looks like, uh, it looks like a fun time. All right, we'll see. It looks like a fun time. I'm I, gonna, I, I probably won't see it. I'm gonna I mean, call it Aubrey not, Plaza but... in an Indian costume. I'm sold. All right, I'm coming it. along with you there. I'll, yeah. I'll poke her, Hauntus, oh, if you know God. what I mean. No, what do you mean? <laughs> what What do you mean by that? Where is her Hauntus? Why are you poking it? And with what? I saw her in a bowling alley one time. She's as tiny as you, Adam. For those We're of you, perfect for each she's other. Itty bitty. For, for those Aubrey. of you listening, Adam is uh, three foot seven. That's oh. generous. Also, Lost generous in Translation is really overrated. I am not a Coppola fan. <laughs> it does I'm not. just going to put that on the table. Even Francis Ford? Francis Ford is the only one. And even then, and like, he's, he's... He's really ruined his rap yeah. with his... Dracula? With Godfather 3? Did you see Dracula? Did, have, did you see... <laughs> that was not good. The one scene with Winona Ryder and she's running in her nightgown? No. <laughs> I actually didn't see that movie. <laughs> it, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um... <laughs> If you're listening, Chris... No, 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 it's okay. okay. He mined breasts. The sound effects said it all. Her her rack was fantastic. Probably still is. I haven't haven't caught up with another writer in a long time. I'm going to overheat if we keep talking about Coppola, so I think we should just move on. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, Adam gives... Adam gives Charles Swan III a snot. A snot. I give it a good times. David, what's your rating? I'm going to wait and see. Oh, that's that's a great way to rating be committal, yeah. For our rating <laughs> segment, okay, Tyler, what's your rating um, on a scale from hot to snot? From hot to snot, mild. All right, okay. That's a mild, a wait and see, 
a snot. Can I change mine to hot snot? Times. No. No, no you, you absolutely I'm can't. Like, I'm going to wait and see then. You absolutely can't. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Up next is Identity Thief. Oh. <laughs> Identity Thief. What? Which one's that? I don't. One with uh, Melissa McCarthy and Jason, Jason oh, Bateman. Oh, yeah. I've written Jason Bateman a letter. Okay. A little. A uh, little do you want to read it just here? Like to, yeah, if that's all An right. An open letter to Jason Bateman. Dear Jason, henceforth Jace. I love Arrested Development. Most of my friends love Arrested Development. We are white. I look forward to the fourth season with equal parts titillation, anxiety, and optimism. That said, you have no discretion. This movie looks utterly mediocre, as have most of the other movies you've haphazardly glommed onto in the last five years. I want to like you. I want to like your movies. But for that to happen, you need to regain my trust and stop taking every role described as endearingly high-strung, attractive middle-aged man with excellent hair has a mildly hard time doing a thing. Sparse laughs are had along the way. <laughs> Love, Adam. Wow. S- signed, sealed, and never to be delivered. I'm yours. Snot. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go gotta... out on a limb and call this movie Snot. The only, that trailer, I just despise. Oh, other than the posters the are terrible. throat just punching. Yes, yeah, so that, was, that was the point I was going to make. But the only way I will like the throat punching is if it happens at least 12 times in the movie. To just like, I need an absurd amount of the throat punching. Otherwise, if it's like two or three times, that's unacceptable for me. I'm going to hate it. Like that, like that rake gag in The Simpsons? Yes. Where they just do it so many times that it stops being funny and then starts being funny again? Yes. Nine times. Is that the number of yeah. rakes in The yeah. Simpsons? <laughs> it's, in, uh, it's, it's episode two of season five. It's called Cape We just Fear. watched that recently. Yes. Yeah. It's very well, good. then I need nine throat punches. Otherwise. Well, and that's nine throat punches every 30 minutes. Okay. If we're yeah. talking on the same time scale. That makes sense. So that's probably a solid. And if it's probably at least an hour and a half. to thirty throw punches. Yeah. And if Melissa McCarthy can sing "Pirates of Panache," is that the name of the no? Penzance. Penzance. I'm sorry, <laughs> Panache. That was a fanfic I wrote. Um, don't need to talk about it. It was pretty hot though. <sighs> it was great. It was great. That movie looks so mediocre though. Very much. It looks like uh, extract, but worse. I think I think we need more movies about credit card fraud. Yeah, so I'm, ex- going, I'm going. Extract hot. was bad too. Extract was uh, you know terrible. What? I think I it's like it. that's a good Netflix watch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm a, a sucker for Mike Sunday. Judge movies. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. Like, right. 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 I just I, I went into it with the enthusiasm that I approach every viewing of Office Space, and that was okay. undue. Mike Judge and Mila Kunis is a winner for me every time. Kristen Wiig was very good in that. I'll cue her niss yeah, if the, you know what I mean. Shut the up! Hilarious. <laughs> Didn't somebody just like randomly die? Like um, what? David. One of Alan Greer. David Alan Greer. <laughs> no, Dag wasn't in that. Kochner or whatever his last. Yeah, Kechner. Didn't he like just Dave die Kechner. randomly yeah. near the end? I love yeah. that. Oh scene. yeah, it was great. It was great. That movie was. It wasn't terrible. No. It was definitely I'm watchable. A fan. Yeah. yeah. So you, uh, you give it a snot. I give right? it a snot. David gives it a hot. I give it a hot. <laughs> I give it a uh, wait for Netflix. You just uh, criticized me for waiting. No, I'm saying don't see it. Wait don't for pay, it to go yeah, to Netflix. Yeah. I'm giving it um, four throat punches. Four throat punches? Out of 12. Uh, out of 27. <laughs> out of 27. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sliding scale. <laughs> yeah. 12 to 27. Cool, four. All right, next up, uh, Side Effects, which is the new uh, uh, Soderbergh movie. Yeah, I have no idea what that's about. I have a couple questions for you guys. I'm sorry. What are they? When did Catherine Zeta-Jones stop being the T-Mobile girl and start being a scientist in every movie? And how do you think Matthew McConaughey feels about being replaced as Soderbergh's lapdog by Channing Tatum? I think, one, about five years ago, and two, um, 
I think Matthew McConaughey's doing okay with his killer year last year. Yeah. He, he did kill last year. I don't think he needs Soderbergh. In fact, I think Soderbergh would drag him down at this point. Yeah. I think that... This is making me seem like such a hater, but I'm not a huge fan of Soderbergh either. I I'm not a huge I don't mind it. This either. just feels like a, a rehash of whatever the last one was, Contagion. Yeah, yeah it feels right, like right, right. Contagion light. I didn't see Contagion, but... I mean, it, it was, was okay. Which was a rehash of Outbreak, so yeah. it's like, whatever. I don't know. I like uh, any movie where I can see Jude Law in suits. And uh, <laughs> Rooney fair. Mara is... Yeah. is yeah, She's really, great. really Very attractive good. cast. Really Very attractive. attractive. Well, oh, Catherine Zeta-Jones like... is a bit older. Just like she's not, she's not like in her. She's, she's, she's like better. She's like she's the aged. hottest. She, English she's teacher. hot in that Michael Douglas's wife kind of way. Thanks for that. You um, trying to make me feel bad for fantasizing no, no. about a no, no. cancer patient? No, wife? it has it has nothing to do with with that. Um, I was gonna say though. Very loud. Oh, sorry, I was gonna say though that I think that <laughs> that maybe T-Mobile Girl. Slash that one where she was like sliding through the lasers. I think that may have been actually the deviation for the norm for Catherine Zeta Jones. I think sliding she may have been the, the hot scientist in every movie. Who's, yeah, who's sliding in through that lasers? with Sean Connery. Yeah. Oh, oh, Entrapment. Entrapment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was a fan of Entrapment. Welcome like, to the Entrapment. Everyone <laughs> who was male was a fan of Entrapment. <laughs> yeah, that one scene where her butt's up. Yeah, oh, and yeah. you yeah. got Just right you got Sean Connery. She's and she's in a cat suit and she sticks her butt up. <laughs> Actually, that's just the key to any movie with Sean Connery is just have a very attractive woman with, with a, her butt up. Yeah, in a cat suit. Who, Shine me up. Who plays that role in The Rock? Nicholas Cage. Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, obviously. obviously. Yeah, come on, man. Obvi. Bra. <laughs> yeah. Don't you remember that scene where Nick Cage and Ed Harris are crawling around in cat suits? <laughs> yes. Oh, I love I just that feel, movie. I just feel like Soderbergh traffics, ex- pun intended. Traffic. Yeah, I know. Traffic's exclusively in movies that just don't quite meet expectations. Especially Fair. Ocean's Eleven. Because there were zero what? oceans in that movie. Oh, God. <laughs> That's like probably his best movie. I know, so. it literally is. That's, That's my favorite. And, but he's, he's just all over the map. He's oh, all over the map. Which is kind of what I like about him, though. Because he's just, he doesn't stick to one thing. He'd... No, and I, I appreciate his willingness to experiment. Yeah, and he does. And I don't, I don't dislike everything he's done by any means. but I yeah. think he's a less annoying Oliver Stone. Like, I don't think, with both of them, yeah. you're not going to have, like, a bad time watching their movie. Uh, but Oliver Stone... I've had some pretty bad times watching Oliver Stone movies. Oliver Stone, like, you're going to get, like, JFK. Did you see W? Did you see yeah, Savages? I like I W. Oh. I didn't see Savages because oh. I heard it was oh. a little... Oliver Stone mess. has made four times as many bad movies as he's made good movies. And he may not have actually made any good movies. I'm not convinced that that's actually true. He made half a good movie. Which one? The middle, the middle half of Platoon. Okay, no, I'll, I'll come along with you on that. Oh, no, I like Natural Born Killers, too. I, it's okay. Wall Street? Wall Street's probably, oh, that's yeah, probably the best point. one. Okay. Did, he, did he direct I'll the sequel as well? Yeah, he did. I and didn't see the bad. sequel. No good. Well, when the subtitle is Money Never Sleeps. <laughs> come on. But it doesn't. You people are professional writers. Do better than that. <laughs> you get paid to write words. Like, just, the bar should be set a little high, higher than that. Money go ka-ching. Like, that, that's better. Shia LaBeouf is gonna be a douche like Mike Douglas. Money, money spend, money spend good. Or, or what if it? What if it was? You know what's a better title? Wall Street Two, money over everything. I've got one too. Um, uh, oh yeah, Wall Street Two, gonna buy a grill, and that could actually refer to <laughs> a grill for your mouth, or it could refer to a grill for your patio. It's a bit Maybe. wordy for a subtitle, but it's still better than Money Never Sleeps. I think it's probably about the same number of letters. One extra word, and it's an A. 
Oh, I thought the whole explanation. No, of the no. Grill Wall Street was... Two gonna buy a grill, and I mean the the other part was just exposition. Wall Street Two gonna buy a Weber grill. That's just that's just too cumbersome. Sponsorship. I think. They'll get a sponsorship. That's, out well, of I mean that. that'll be what it is in the film. But have you ever used a Weber grill? They're the best. Wall Street Two. Remember the eighties? <laughs> yeah, that one I don't like either. <laughs> or actually, they could have they could have actually just gone with the most obvious choice. Wall Street Two. Greed is good. Like that would have been like, right? Isn't that like? So anyway, I'm gonna. That's give, the only line you, I know you, from the original Wall Street. What do you give uh, side effects? I'm gonna give side effects a dollar theater. Yeah, I'm gonna second the dollar theater. Make it three. Um, take two or three times daily. That's my rating. Clever, <laughs> clever you. girl. <laughs> All right, yeah. What else we got coming down the poop chute? Uh, you know, that's really, that's most of what's remarkable, to be honest. All right. We got a lightning round? Everybody see? make sure you go out and don't see any, see absolutely anything but stand-up guys this Friday. <laughs> stand-up guys. Just to pay them back for forcing that goddamn trailer hey. down my throat a million fucking times. I'm a stand-up that's guy. That's the worst way to pay them back, because then there's going to be more trailers It's like, like the that. future. That's my own arc. Did it just get weird? You, pu- you push the button. I'm it's a the bu- stand-up guy. Give me the keys. You push the button. It's like the future. I'm so who's it going to be? So who's it going to be? I'm a stand-up guy. I don't think a few Hail Marys it's are like going to get future. you out of this I'm one. I'm a stand-up guy. It's like the future. I stole a really nice car. I'm a stand-up guy. I banged a hot broad. I'm a stand-up guy. Did he say that in the preview? No. Hey, no drugs at the bar. Live for my I'm hypertension. <laughs> I'm a stand-up guy. I've been away for a long time. I just want to dance with you. I'm a stand-up Get guy. Get him by 10, or you're dead too. I'm a stand-up guy. Dramatic slow-motion clip inserting into Gone. I'm a stand-up <coughs> guy. And we'll be back. And I'm a stand-up guy. back and it's time to mosey on down to the damp dark recesses of the podcast blow the dust off an old chest of drawers light a candle and find ourselves in tyler's needlessly strong opinions about tv corner i was uh i was initially worried that i wouldn't have a strong opinion for this segment no less uh, needlessly strong yeah and then i watched how i met your mother and I was right on track. I feel like that's a show that I will have need, needfully strong opinions about. This is good. This is good, Adam. We like conversation. Now, How I Met Your Mother. I usually I have a little system when I'm watching TV. I, uh, I DVR most of my shows. And I usually go um, from... Where, where, do you, where do you put your hands when you're watching TV? Is it like one in your... Do you do the Al Bundy? No, one on the no. remote, one in the No, I always have my, I have my hands up in the air constantly because it's like I'm on a roller coaster of emotion with these. Do you do yeah. like some hand exercises with those? I sometimes have like stress balls or something okay. in my hands, but most of the time I'm just, I like to free movement. I like to do hand gestures to myself. Cool. Almost like I'm signing in my own language. All right. So I get down there, I'm signing, I put on my DVR, 
Okay. I need to put my hands down. I'm getting at this. But um, I go from best to last. You know, which show I want to watch the most, I usually wait till the end. And which show you want to watch last, you watch worst. Yes. The miracle of DVR. <laughs> <laughs> and um, for the most time, How I Met Your Mother, usually first four seasons at least, it was near the top. I'm going to go with five. List. I'm even going to go with five. Yeah, okay. First five seasons. Well, the first five seasons, it was near the top. But it's slowly, through the years, gotten lower and lower, and now it's the first one I watch. And because of this, and it's been that way for at least two, three years now, How I Met Your Mother has now forever tarnished its legacy and will not be remembered as a good show. No, I think it's, it's always... I th- yeah, there's no way to. I think you can forgive a show for having one season that's not great right at the end, or you can forgive a show um, like 30 Rock that had a couple falters right in the middle. Yeah. And I... I love every season of 30 rock because i'm like just a fanboy but um when when a show is great for four years and then they just kind of abandon everything that makes it good and then make equally as much of it terribly if not more how yeah. do you forgive that i, I think, think uh good how i met your mother is sort of the brett Favre of tv shows if it had perfect. bowed <laughs> out at the right time we'd be having discussions about how it was the best TV show ever. Actually, I feel like it's not as good as Brett Favre. I feel like you're giving me too much credit because yeah. I haven't been texted pictures of Neil Patrick Harris's dong. No, that was the eighth season. <laughs> the dick <laughs> pic yeah, is the eighth season. Dick pics. But uh, you made a good point about like 30 Rock. Um, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like Those are shows yeah. that course corrected. You know, they, they had a season, a bad season, maybe two, but... They somehow managed to figure out what went wrong, and the last two, three seasons on both those shows have been fantastic. And either in It's Always Sunny's case, they kind of went back to basics. Yeah. And in 30 Rock's case, they kind of figured out where to go with their characters. Yeah, and they made Liz like a less goofy figure. Yeah, more human. And um, How I Met Your Mother hasn't done that. They haven't made any corrections. They've just been worse. They haven't, um, and I think the last two episodes, or I guess last two out of three episodes, uh, encapsulate perfectly what was wrong with the show. They were called Band or DJ and The Final Page. And The Final Page was the culmination of uh, Barney's long con to trick Robin. And trick is a good spoiler word. alert here, by yeah. the way, guys. It's, you know, there's a spoiler. If you give a fuck about spoilers and how I met your mother, you're listening to the wrong podcast. <laughs> And she tricks them, really, into becoming engaged with them. And um, the best scenes of that episode were the ones involving Ted. And that really shouldn't be a big deal, because he's the main character. <laughs> but if you've seen the show... But I don't remember the last time yeah. Ted was remotely interesting. Yeah. yeah. Or the best part of an episode. Like, so the first time in maybe like five seasons, I've liked Ted. So that was cool. <laughs> um. So you have, you know, Ted, he talks to Marshall about how he still loves Robin because we go through this every season. And um, I, thought- literally, I literally, I've been, I've been keeping track this season in uh-huh. every single episode and a long-term relationship has either ended or begun. Like, or it's, or it's, yeah, no, like it's- someone's confessed their love to someone or someone's broken somebody else's heart. Every single episode never fails. It's been very heavy. Yeah. And they had like one episode where it was just solely based on like ep- of relationships ending, and then one yeah yeah well, it's my, a mess. And my biggest problem with that show, and it's because they keep threatening to end it, they don't know where it's going to end. It's that the last few seasons of that show, they 
they keep advancing major plot points. Like the first They four, keep putting it off. You right, mean. the first... Well, no, I mean, like, things keep happening that they were sort of hinted at in the first four or five seasons. But the first four or five seasons weren't really about advancing the story so much as just dealing with funny premises and creating, like, episodic stories around mm-hmm. it. No. But now with, with marriage and babies and all of this stuff, it, like, it really changes the dynamic of the show and the momentum that it has. I don't know if I think it was more focused on the plot. I think now more than ever, it's just trying to hold off on advancing. Everything it. is just recapitulation of yeah. the shit we've seen before. But in the final page, we have Ted and Marshall talking in a bar, and Ted's confessing his love for Robin, like always. Um, and like Ted's been so unbearable for the last three or four seasons um, that we have to have Marshall remind us that hey, you're totally an unselfish guy. Like, he has to literally <laughs> say the words. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you shouldn't, don't help Barney. You know, you're always so unselfish. You're always such a great guy. You know what? Be selfish this time, which is crazy because Ted's been selfish for like four seasons yeah, now. Yeah. And so we just have like that weird scene. He's, he's been selfish for nine years. The he's telling, he's telling time, his really, children yeah. a story that spans nine years <laughs> about meeting one chick who happens uh, to be her mother, their mother. What the... And for yeah. that matter, they haven't even they haven't even committed on whether or not the mother will be in the last season. Yeah. If season nine is going to include the mother, I bet you she won't be. I, bet I don't think so either. But, but that means that they originally they started this season having not been season. sure that they were doing. Yeah, they like nine. mapped it out two ways. Yeah, so. which I means just it's hope just the mom's super it's hot. Just so forced. I'm sure she's gonna be hot. <laughs> she's a basic. Oh, right. and then they go to a next scene. Um, but it's actually a really good scene. It's like Ted and Robin in the lim- limo. And it's like really well written, acting's great, and you're like, he's he's bringing Robin to where Barney is going to propose to her, and you think finally, yes, finally, Ted's going to be done with Robin. We don't have to deal with this storyline for two more seasons, uh, since it's already been going for eight. Robin goes up; they're, it's really fun. Barney does his weird proposal. We think finally Ted's done. Also, Lily did something in this episode. I don't know; she hasn't been. She's so irrelevant. Yeah, what, what has Lily done ever? I don't, it's a mess, guys. It's a mess. Well, she was a character I cared about before she and Marshall were married. Yeah, she's a little better. That's how I feel about marriage in general. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, you know, uh, the, the Barney proposal was fine. You can, if you get over, like, how he tricked Robin into engaging, yeah, you know, getting engaged. How, how old are these characters now? 30? Mid-30s, mid-30s yeah. yeah. Because it, it had to start when they were like in their mid twenties. Just about to turn thirty, I yeah. think. They were like oh, they were late twenties, so. like twenty seven, twenty eight. Okay. Yeah. Let's just say fertility is only barely in the picture at this point. But um, after all this, I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I was a little optimistic about the future of how I met your mother. And then band or DJ came on, and the yeah, band yeah. It might be the worst episode of that show. It that was I've ever so, seen. so bad. Um, the great scene that I talked about in the limo, where we finally got rid of Ted and Robin's storyline. Uh, I was brought back about like five minutes into that. <laughs> Ted's already acting angry and selfish again. So he's back to being Ted. Um, we don't have to be reminded. Um, and the worst part is when he admits for like the 500th time that he's still in love with Robin. And I'm at this point, I'm not sure if I'm exaggerating or not. I think it actually might be 500 times. However many episodes there are that many <laughs> times. Um, we actually have, we have a Lily scene. That's cool. She's she's admitting like that she sometimes wants to like just pack up and leave and not be a parent. And like that's a pretty pretty emotional scene, guys. It's a pretty big deal saying sometimes you hate your kid. Um 
but they fuck it up because because she's like telling him, I'll tell you a secret, Ted, if you tell me yours. Or like I'll tell you like something bad. And all Ted's secret is is that he isn't over Robin. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, we know that. Half of New York knows that. That <laughs> shows universe by now. Yeah. And so then also we have um as we've established many seasons, like I think like two seasons ago, like we had bar- a scene where Barney was getting married, right? Like two fucking seasons ago. Yeah. And two seasons later, but he's, no, it was it was at the end. I can't. Se- yeah, I think I can't, like the end I of think, season six. Yeah, they, but yeah. still, we're in season eight, and he still hasn't gotten yeah. married. Like, how is that not? Well, we know he's marrying Robin. We've known the whole time because that was at the end of last season, something like that. Yeah. yeah, but then we have we have Robin having cold feet, right? At yeah. some point, but then at the end of this episode, we now know that Robin doesn't have cold feet, and they end up getting married. I know it's a sitcom, and they probably were going to get married, but there could have been some doubt that nothing happens. But there's a scene where he's dancing, and he sees like the mother's arm. And so we know the wedding happened. So that takes away any drama of that episode. I'm sure it's going to be like the season finale of this season. And yeah, like where I know everything that's going to happen. At well, that the, the wedding can't be the season finale of this season anymore, even though it's the obvious choice. And even though that arc is already stretched out, because if he meets the mom at the end of the season, what the fuck are they going to do for season nine? Rename the show. Oh no, they're going to have the wedding, but I bet you they're not going to show the mom. That's just how frustrating. Even... It's just so frustrating. Jason Siegel, Why? I know you could you could, you bills. have done so many other better things in the last few years things that have gotten you paid for that matter so I I don't buy that argument I mean I, I'm sure that's it because they make shitloads of money but I just don't understand he's got so much cred and whoever played what's Ted's name the, um, the actor he's been making movies yeah. and they've done pretty well Josh Radner yeah I don't know I yeah guess. the liberal arts he's pretty, not movies that he's I love well respected up and coming indie type director I guess with scripts. I don't know. Kobe Smulders is, was in Avengers. She's in a couple of movies now, yeah. Yeah. But um, the thing that the most annoying thing about Band or DJ um, was that they just, Ted wanted to book a, a DJ for Barney and Robin's wedding, but he was being a dick about with Lily, but they wanted a band. And then they decided to just like clunkily, I don't know if that's a word, but um, make it to where Ted sees Robin like Barney is the band and Ted's the DJ and Robin deserves a DJ because she deserves Ted even though just last episode he was saying no Robin go be with Barney just always reverting there's just like everything just always reverting back they never move anything forward well he just ran out they ran out there's like no they they clearly have no idea where to take the characters anymore there's no way to move forward and so they just they have a very limited amount of story left and they're trying to stretch it over two seasons that's why you don't date your friends and oh and then like the (laughs) second Ted revealed like Ted said he was like still in love with Robin and then Lily and them have the talk and he maybe feels a little better like their constipated baby who I don't give a shit about is no longer constipated so like once the baby shits like everybody's good, like Ted was emotionally constipated or something. It was just that was a great scene with Marshall though, when the baby with shits the confetti. And the confetti flies over, flies all over Marshall's face. Yeah, but you know it's poop. <laughs> it is poop. Well, <sighs> that was exhausting. If, also, I, if I wasn't on, on, oh, no, on the baby, it, yeah. just for one second. Yeah, yeah. TV baby logic, like nobody gives a shit. You don't need to give me an excuse every time the baby's not there. Like I understand that I don't give a shit about the baby. It's like friends, you know, they like Rachel had the kid and then like, we never saw the kid again. That was fine. I don't have a problem with that. I don't need a reason why Marvin isn't around every time. You don't always have to be talking about whose house, whose house. Did yeah, it? exactly. Just I, it's TV. The baby's not there. We're fine with it. 
If I wasn't glad I stopped watching How I Met Your Mother sure am now. two years ago. Yeah. yeah. So glad. It's like Stockholm uh, Syndrome yeah. at this point. I can't. I can't not, I, like, I gave up on The Office after Steve Carell left because that just seemed like a natural time to like stop watching it. But Steve Carell is still on How I Met Your Mother. And he's <laughs> going to be there yeah. till the end. The bitter end. But I mean, I put in eight years at this point almost to How I Met Your Mother. I'm probably going to have to end up Watching. I mean, if I watch all of Entourage, I'm definitely going to watch all of How I oh, Met Your God. Mother. <laughs> I actually hope Steve Carell is the mother at the end. <laughs> it's just like unfortunate because you hey, see, CBS, like, it'd be, a big, it'd be a big screw you to NBC. Yeah. Like I think that. Like I understand why The Office got kind of bad or not as high quality as it was before because you had like Mike Schur and Greg Daniels leaving after like the four seasons to do Parks and Rec, and. There's some, there was turnover, but How I Met Your Mother's had the same guys, like creators, like running it the whole time. I don't know. I think that's a problem. I think they're just out. They're I think so. It's Wall Street too. Money over everything. It's just so frustrating. I now have For like real? a Pavlovian response to I'll get to that later, <laughs> where I just get really fucking angry uh, and just start throwing things. Song just stresses me out. I was trying to do the. <laughs> is it Hawaii Five-O? It turned to Hawaii 5 right. Well, thanks, Tyler. This has been Tyler's TV Corner. Needlessly strong opinions about needlessly strong TV shows. We'll work on that tag later. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's, uh, it's that time of the show where I hand the reins over to Adam. Woo! And he makes us play a game and tells us it's fun. You know, <laughs> like they did in gym class or the gulag. I knew you were going to, I thought you were going to go Holocaust. You kind of went. You Take it went, away, buddy. <laughs> you kind of went pussy Holocaust. <laughs> yeah, I think Stalin's purges were sort of the pussy Holocaust. <laughs> yeah. 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 Goodbye, oh. Russian listener. I'm glad we agree. <laughs> Goodbye, Russian Jewish listener. Anyway. All right, today we're going to have a little spelling bee. All right. Between uh, our two, we're just going to have a little carryover from Twit for Tat. It's going to be a oh, little... Oh, Chris isn't involved? No, I it's going to be a little... I can't spell. Chris is illiterate. It's going to be a little Tyler David throwdown. Um, so, you guys all know how spelling bees work, right? Yep. I give you a word, you spell the word, you get it right, you get a point, you get it wrong. I kick you in the balls. That's Damn not it. true. We're not doing that. You just don't get a point, and then you lose. <sighs> Man, I have a, I'm scarred from a spelling bee. I did the third grade one, got out in the first round. Oof. Yeah. Oof, mixed, oof. Mixed, what was the word? Uh, I think I spelled cloth instead of clothe. Ouch. Oh. Or clothe instead of cloth. Oh. I, I, got out. I immediately ran to my mom and started crying. I uh, forgot the um, dashes in Sir Mix-a-Lot. That sucks. <laughs> I got out on Edelweiss, which pissed me off something fierce. That's, that's not, that's not even an English word. I know. I know. Well, that's what I happens. I the state spelling bee in third grade. That's what happens, David, when you go to a Nazi Impressive. school. Thank you. I guess that's you know, true. You know, like the gulag. <laughs> anyway, Adam. <laughs> All right, so uh, if everyone understands the rules. Pencils down. Are we good? I guess, yeah. Your book's under your desk. Um, as with the traditional spelling bee, sponsored by Scripps, which, which this is not, um, though I do hope to get a, a telecasting deal with PBS, um, you can ask questions you know, you can ask for it to be used in a sentence. Okay. It's is that recommended? Can I ask up to questions? You. Sure. I get one question per their word. Per word? Not per word. One question per round. 
Okay, fine. One, One question, question per round. All right. You better we're save trying, it. We're trying to keep this mind furor. <laughs> ah, all right, David, as the uh, as this as this week's challenger, you'll be up first. Are you ready? I guess. Your word is Aspergers. Aspergers. Can you use it in a sentence? That kid has Aspergers. <laughs> Which kid? <laughs> The figurative kid. Okay. Um, Billy. Uh, can I get the country of origin? Just spell the word. Man. All right. Asperger's. <laughs> A-S-P-B-E-R-G-E-R-S. I'm sorry. I get to do it's, it right now. It's actually spelled... I get to do it. Oh, sure. You can steal the point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. A-S-P-E-R-G-E-R-S. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, womp, womp. You failed to steal the point, and by initiating a steal, you lose a point. What? So Tyler's a negative one, and David, you also misspelled it. It's actually spelled A S S space B U R G E R S. Okay, you're a son okay. Of a bitch. I see what's Get happening. Now. Uh, okay. <laughs> and I can't wait to spell it wrong. And, and then, then it's gonna you, be the yeah. Is this like hominin? Tyler, it's hominin? your turn. Yeah. Are you ready, Tyler? What's yeah. hominin? Uh, on Thirty Rock. I've never heard of your that word. Show. Is or synonym? Your so word. I don't know. Yeah. Superman. <sighs> Shit. All right. S O U P E R M A N. Uh, no, it's actually S U P E R M A N. That's where the I knew it. Spell that. <laughs> that was obviously going to happen. I'm a little surprised by that. Oh, oh, I know so, what we're doing here. <laughs> so, David, it's, it's your turn. So, Tyler's a negative one, David's a zero. David, your word is Chinese. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> That kid is Chinese. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Knew it. <laughs> Chinese. It's actually it's actually Billy from before. He's autistic also. Chinese. C H I N E S E. Ah, I'm sorry, David. Yeah, how did I know? How disappointing. It's actually spelled C H A I space K N E E S. And how how is the kid that it's he has a, Chinese? A, not, not has he said is. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a derogatory term. Yeah. Okay, that kid is. Okay. That kid's all Chinese with his Aspergers. Is it for like? Yo, in, Billy, you get kids? out here with your that Chinese, Chinese. Aspergers. All right, fine. Hey, Billy. Hey, Billy. What? You got Chinese? Is that Jennifer Lopez? <laughs> Running, yes, running a day camp for autistic oriental children. He's not autistic. He's he actually has burgers, burgers made of ass. Yeah. Remember your bit. That too. <laughs> Idiot. My bad. <laughs> All right, Tyler, you gotta you gotta get this point, or I do. Yeah, <laughs> make or break. Give me the word. Uh, your word is pitcher. Pitcher. Um, P I T C space H E R. That is correct. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, dude. Tyler needed a point. That wasn't correct. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> no. P-I-T-C is not a word. Ask Billy. Yeah. Billy has Asperger's. <laughs> Which is... Never, tr- never trust a kid with Asperger's. And I don't mean autistic children. No. They're, like, you know, they're just as trustworthy as anyone else. He means literal Asperger's. Yeah. How do you think Billy got those Asperger's? He got sick of J-Lo calling him Chinese. <laughs> anyway. All right, David. This zero, is for the win. If you get this word, you win. All right. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Um, is clover honey better than bee honey? I don't think anything makes honey except bees. No, clovers. 
most most honey is from clover. Well, the bees get the pollen from the clovers, and then they make the honey. I am going to not weigh in on this because I don't know. The only honey better than bee honey is fly honey, and everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah, I second that motion. Carry on. <laughs> All right, David, this is for the win. Are okay. you ready? I guess. Are you ready? Yeah. Your word is woof. Woof. Can I get it in a sentence? Ah, that woof is chasing me. Can you define it for me? No. <laughs> you have one question. I thought it was the okay. That that woof is chasing you. Yeah. Okay. Woof. W o l f. And David woof. wins. Oh, what a with game. a score of one to zero, <laughs> folks. The confetti's raining down. The place is going crazy. Yeah. They've released the clover bees. Oh, the sticky sweet honey swims off the taste of the tongue champion tie tank. Were those even words? No, someone's having a problem, and we need to take a break. Congratulations, David. Thanks. We'll be, win. We'll be right back Chinese after, bitch. after this. Hey, guys. Uh, we done goofed, but we've got a segment that we want to book in into here. So we're going to do that now. This is called Netflix Report. Uh, Netflix next, Book Report. Netflix Book Report. Yes. I'm sorry. Uh, next next episode, um, one of our select panel will have watched a terrible Netflix movie and bring us a report back about it. Get it? Good. Adam, tell the fine people what's up. All right. This week's movie, I hope you're all pumped, is going to be Surf School. Let me read you the plot oh, real quick. God. The senior class at Laguna High is off to Costa Rica for a surfing competition, and five senior misfits who don't know how to surf want in on the action. A crash course in surfing is just the first step if they want to rip the curl with the pros, bro. That's if they can survive the burnout instructor, two aging hippies, the voluptuous three Swedes, oh, yes. and an yes. amorous chimp named Veronique. There's a chimp in this movie? That movie sounds great. You didn't tell me all of this. Tyler, you're a lucky bastard. Yeah, you are a lucky bastard. You're a lucky, lucky man. <laughs> so, we, uh, so surf school. Surf school. We all look forward to hearing about it next time. Yeah. Hey, and... Uh, How long is it? Just out of curiosity. Please I don't be know. like 70 minutes. Please. I don't know. If you, uh, if you get a chance, maybe watch along and compare notes with us. <laughs> anyway, uh, back in flash. drawing near the close of the show, and that means it's time for us to tell you the things we like in the hopes that you will like them too. We all like to call this segment, Recommender, I Hardly Know Her. So, uh... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Tyler, what do you got? Um, I will be recommending a book in, uh, in honor of the movie that came out last week, John Dies at the End. It's a horror comedy book. It's a real fun time. Good humor. It's from one of the writers, uh, David Wong, I think, from Cracked. Oh, okay. okay. Um, it's a lot of fun. I recommend it. Good mix of horror and comedy. Good times. And on that same note, definitely make sure you check out a video online, which is easily found, where Paul Giamatti uh, cold reads um, big romantic uh, exposition, um, not uh, climaxes, rather, from a few 
Hollywood films with Julie Klausner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who it's, is fantastic? Hilarious, yeah. Well, he, thanks for your recommendation. He grinds Adam. all up on that shit. Was that your recommendation? No, no, no. I was. I oh, you want to get in too? Do you have a bonus, Tyler? <laughs> just uh, real quick, a shout out. I'm gonna, uh, nah, you know, a new Tegan and Sarah album came out. All right, and it's wonderful. Yeah, that's Tyler's shout out and his recommender. All right, Adam. Sorry if I jumped the gun. No, no, no. You got your shout out in early. That's cool. Uh, we like that here. We mix it up. Uh, yeah. Okay. So my my recommendation for this week is a uh, short story book, a book of short stories uh, by an author named George Saunders. That's S A U N D E R S. The name of the book uh, is Civil War Land in Bad Decline. Um, he's a contemporary writer that I think he teaches at Syracuse or something, um, and he's just a f- phenomenal Crazy writer good. of yeah. absurd kind of humorous uh, short stories. There's a there's one that I particularly love called Downtrodden Mary's Failed Campaign of Terror, um, and it's just this really uh, it's he's he just has this super clean prose and it's very um, it's very sharp and very witty, but uh, for all of the absurdity, you don't lose track of, you know, whole whole meaningful characters. And it's great. Check it out. Great. And short stories. Easy Civil read, Warland. Know? Yeah. All right. David, we're going to shout it out to you. I'm recommending the internet writings of Rembert Brown. Uh, Rembert, he, he writes for the ESPN-owned sports and pop culture website, Grantland.com. Grantland? Grantland. Grantland. Named after Grantland Rice, the famous Blech. sports writer. Uh, but whether he's writing about the diverging yet similar careers of Drake and Childish Cambino, or he's explaining the 80s, which is a running series where he uh, is asked to live blog a YouTube video of a piece of forgotten 80s pop culture that he was too young to experience the first time around. He's like he's a really fresh perspective on culture and on race in particular, and it, it's both excited and exciting. I especially want to recommend uh, his, his recent article called uh, A Battle for the Best Chappelle Show Sketch Ever. Uh, he in that one he he created a sixty four team bracket of the best sixty four sketches from the three seasons of Chappelle's Show, and he matched them up head to head and subjectively whittled them down to the best and most important in the show's history. Not only did the article uh, link back to some of the funniest bits in television history, but his thoughtful commentary on race and comedy, and the poignancy of Chappelle's Show looking back ten ten years since it first aired. It was my favorite article I've seen published this year, so that's my recommendation. How much did he pay you to give that in-depth That was the longest sentence of all time. (laughs) There's several sentences. There are are periods. David, (laughs) that was great. Thank you. Do you have a shout-out? Can you tell me what the number one... That's what I want to know. What was the number one? No, just read it and find out. It's like a book report. Yeah, Yeah, read the article. It's like reading Rainbow. All right. Are Uh, you going to tell me who wins Civil War Land? Are you going to tell me if John dies at the end? I'm going to say John (laughs) dies at the end, yeah. Well, now I don't have to read something. Shout-outs, David? Uh, I'm going to shout out to Tupac. Tupac, all right. All right. Well, uh, in honor of the Baltimore Ravens, who should win the Super Bowl this coming Sunday. Should? Yeah. Oh. And, and Taking sides, people. Yeah. That's right. We get political. Yeah. Yeah. Baltimore. Uh, I have, uh, I want to recommend White Oak's football instructional song. It's a 10-minute song that relays most of the rules to football in song form and it's great and if you've forgotten some things about how the game is played you might want to check it out it is, it is extremely in depth it sounds great very very in depth also you should probably just check out Y oaks legitimate songs yeah because oh my god I civilian love that band. civilian great album yeah. so is the knot same yeah um just everything they do is fantastic and they're from baltimore and i hope baltimore wins this sunday me too so uh 
Shout out I'm to Ray 49ers Lewis. on this one. No, the 49ers are a white people team. Truth. Um, they're I am talk. a white person. Yeah, but they're that like... That stadium is in the ghetto, though. That's uncalled for, Adam. But they're not the Raiders. Yeah. Right. Nobody getting stabbed in the neck after... A, wait, no. Oh, that did happen. <laughs> oh, shit. I need to reassess everything. <laughs> well... White people can stab each other in the as neck. I, I guess so. I guess so. That was the whole Civil War. 2013, <laughs> man. Anyway. We have, Obama's black, America. we have a black president now. Yeah. So, uh... I guess there's a takeaway. You should read things that they say you should read. Um, I'm going to read all of them eventually. And listen to a silly song. Uh, that's, that's about it for what it's like down here. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you again in two weeks. Now, as is our custom, we shall sing you our parting song. Ready? Mm-hmm. R- ready? So ready. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, All right. Totes. Totes. All right. So in a one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Shut through the streets. Stop it. Stop it.